with the first pick. And here's Jeremy Platt with Between the Tackles. Hey everybody, I'm Jeremy Platt and you're listening to Between the Tackles. Today on Between the Tackles, we're going to talk about the Sammy Watkins trade to the Rams and more recent NFL news like that. We'll be talking about preseason week one and two. And finally, we'll be discussing the NFC South and predicting where each team lands. Let's start with kicker Robert Aguayo. This week, he was cut by the Buccaneers after being a second round pick from Florida State. I think after he got drafted, he got in his head too much and it just messed his whole career up. But good news was he got claimed by the Bears. The Bills signed wide receiver Anquan Bolden to a one-year deal, but two weeks later he actually retired, so the Bills just lost the veteran receiver, but that would have been a great pickup for them. Speaking of the Bills, they had two trades in the past week, and let's talk about it. The first one was with the Rams, where they traded Sammy Watkins in a sixth-round pick for cornerback EJ Gaines in a second-round pick. Some key points I think we have to go over is the Rams now have a really young receiving court, with Sammy Watkins being just 24 years old and the rookie Cooper Cup being 24 years old years old, sorry. Another young receiver they have is Tavon Austin, who has electric speed and he's just 26 years old. So that should be a huge future for the Rams. Sammy Watkins is six foot one, so he has that size and is also super fast. He ran a 4-4-3, 40-yard dash at the combine. Another thing I realized with this trade is that the Bills are preparing for the future with a second-round pick. They now have two first-round picks and two second-round picks. And I'll talk more about the Bills' future with the next trade. But first, we also have to realize the two biggest winners of these trades. First, I think we should say Zay Jones, the wide receiver for the Bills, Now with Sammy Watkins gone, you can expect a lot of targets for the young rookie receiver out of Coast Eastern Carolina. And Jared Goff, he now has a big fast target like we talked about in Sammy Watkins. And I think this receiving corp can be deadly in the NFC West. I think we have to realize that Zay Jones is now a rookie of the year candidate. And I would consider Buffalo the winner of this trade because they added a more draft picks and depth at the corner position with EJ Gaines. The second trade they made was Ronald Darby, the future Pro Bowl corner for wide receiver Jordan Matthews and a third round pick. I think some things we have to realize in this trade are the Bills are losing two key young DBs in this whole offseason. They lost Ronald Darby, who just got traded to the Eagles, and Stephon Gilmore, who went to their division rivals in the Patriots. This should be hard for them to deal with because they have great receivers in this division, with the Patriots having a ton and and the Dolphins having Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, and much more. The Eagles added a great young corner with Darby, which could possibly affect the Eagles' entire season with going against the NFC East. I would say the winner of this trade has to be the Eagles. They added a future Pro Bowl and I think All-Pro DB and Ronald Darby. We're going to keep it with Philly, and they recently cut running back Ryan Matthews, the big guy, because I think it was it had to be because of LeGarrette Blunt, who they picked up in the offseason. His fantasy stock zooms into the air it goes all the way up and I think you can draft him in a top five in the top five rounds I think this offense is going to become pass first with Carson Wentz leading it and it should be great staying in the NFC East there's probably the biggest news in the past couple months with Ezekiel Elliott getting suspended for six games because he violated personal conduct policy for the NFL even though he is appealing I don't know how much games the his suspension can be shortened so he'll be out for six games but I don't know if you remember from last podcast but I did leave a little teaser saying that the Cowboys weren't going to be as good and I'll tell you why. Right now Darren McFadden is listed as their second string running back but I think it should be Alfred Morris who had a 1600 yard season with the Redskins. I think he still has the potential to be an elite running back in this league and should definitely take over for 
Ezekiel Elliott. They don't have an elite defensive back. They have Anthony Brown and Nolan Carroll at the, with their two starting corners and Byron Jones switching to safety. They lost Brandon Carr and Morris Claiborne to free agency in the offseason. And with Zeke suspended six games, I think we need to see Dak step up. He's in the biggest spotlight in his career, and I hope he can handle it. I think he'll become the face of the NFL sooner than later. So I'm not going to recap each preseason game, but I'll say three things we learned from the first two weeks of preseason. Let's start with the rookie running backs, and they're showing up. Let's start with Christian McCaffrey. He's killing it. He just has, he only has 10 rushes, but he has 66 yards. He has two catches for 39 yards. His touchdown against the Titans was looked deadly, and he should definitely be an X-Factor this year. Dalvin Cook looks like the future of the Vikings running game. In two games, he has 93 total yards. He's a total dual threat, can receive out of the backfield, and it'll be hard for the NFC North defenses to defend him. I think we also learned that Joe Mixon should be the starter. He had 73 total yards in the past two weeks, and he looks like he can be one of the most dynamic running backs in the NFL. Another running back who doesn't have the big, biggest name is Colts running back, fifth round pick, Marlon Mack. He only played one game, but he looked electric and is really difficult to stop. He's going to have a hard time getting that starting spot in the Colts backfield because of Frank Gore and Robert Turbin, who quietly rushed for seven touchdowns last season. But in his debut, he carried the ball just five times and averaged nine yards each time. He also caught the ball twice for 14 yards. All right, so a running back with the biggest name has to be Leonard Fournette. In his one game against the Patriots, he only had nine rushes for 30 yards and a touchdown but I think he looks like a stud the biggest news he made was when he after the game called the NFL slow I think he should apologize for that because I mean if you rush for 31 yards against third string players on the Patriots that's not that impressive I would get it if you rush for 200 yards and two touchdowns but 31 yards you got to slow your roll all right number two I think the spotlight or the big name would be a weak quarterback class surprises the top five quarterbacks drafted have impressed if it's Mitchell Trubisky competing with Mike Lennon, Deshaun Kaiser securing that starting job in Cleveland, or Patrick Mahomes becoming the future replacement of Alex Smith. The two other top draft prospects have also impressed with Deshaun Watson maybe being the most fun to watch, and 49ers quarterback CJ Beathard who showed great poise in the pocket. That's one trait that makes Tom Brady so great, is how he can just stay in the pocket, be so confident with all of his throws, and take the hit. I think if any of these guys are given the chance, they'll be successful in the NFL and be longtime starters. The third thing I I learned in preseason so far is that two rookie pass rushers in TJ Watt and Derek Barnett have impressed. TJ Watt in his first game had two sacks and in two games Derek Barnett has had three sacks. I think that these guys can be the next Justin Houstons of the NFL. These are two sack artists of the future and will create trouble in the AFC North and the NFC. Let's quickly predict the NFC South. In first place I see the new look Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have a deadly receiving corp with Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, they got OJ Howard in the draft and they still have Cameron Bray. They have my breakout player of the year in Quan Alexander, the linebacker, and they also have the future of the NFL in Jameis Winston. I think they'll surprise the whole entire NFL and go 13-3 and if all their players stay healthy. In second place, I see the 2016 NFC champions. They have a great offense and a young defense, but I think the loss of Kyle Shanahan will really affect this talented team. I see them going 10-6, and and hopefully they can make a step up and try and win that Super Bowl this year. In third place, I see the Panthers. When we think of the Panthers, first thing that comes to your head is Cam, the deadly quarterback. Another guy that I think people will start thinking about is rookie running back Christian McCaffrey, who I think could be offensive rookie of the year. 
year if he lives up to his potential. They are molding the new offense around Christian, and I think it's going to take a season to get used to, so I see them going 7-9. and nine. In last place, I see the New Orleans Saints. The division is so competitive, but I think we'll see a breakout star in Michael Thomas this year. He's a stud He's big, he's fast, and I think he'll score a lot of fantasy points this year. The three-headed monster coming out of the backfield should be hard to stop, and they have a great quarterback in Drew Brees. So, I mean, I could be wrong. You never know. That defense has got to improve, though. Let's get into one of my favorite things with fantasy football. I'm going to start off by giving you a few sleeper handcuffs that I think will help your season this year. The first guy I think we should look at is George Kittle, the tight end for the Niners. He's had an amazing touchdown against the Broncos in week two of preseason and potentially has this Iowa connection with C.J. Beathard, who's the backup quarterback, who could look to compete with Brian Hoyer at starter. Vance McDonald is on the trading block, so I think we can expect Kittle to get some more playing time this season. At number two, I think Jamal Williams, who was my man crush running back coming into the draft from BYU this year. He's been taking the load with Ty Montgomery out in the preseason and hasn't disappointed. So if we see Montgomery struggle with the transition from wide receiver to running back, expect Williams to come in and carry the rock. Finally, my third guy to look at is the rookie Cooper Cup. He was a third round draft pick who was getting a bucket load of targets from Jared Goff in the preseason. He's looked extremely impressive and right now he's behind the newly acquired wide receiver Sammy Watkins because of him being a veteran wide receiver and Tavon Austin who's been there a few years now. Finally, the last thing I'm going to talk about is some breakout stars for this season. One star I think some of us may be have some doubts on is Jameis Winston who I think is going to absolutely kill it this season. He is a deadly wide receiver in corp as we talked about with OJ Howard, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, Cameron Bray. He's got running backs who can catch out of the backfield and has a ton of potential. My other breakout star is going to be Jay Ajayi, the running back for the Dolphins. I see him leading the league in yards and carries this season, especially with Adam Gay saying that he'll have over 350 of them. And I think he'll save the Dolphins season single-handedly, especially with Jay Cutler at quarterback. So that's it for this podcast. I'll see you guys next time. Make sure to check out my website, www.betweenthetacklesfootball.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Between the Tackles or on Twitter at BTW and the tackles tell me what you guys think about this podcast and stay tuned and updated for new articles jeremy out